Wow, what a celebration we have today. 23 new members at River Park Church. We have just seen and celebrated the new individuals and families that God has brought to us who have professed their faith, who have been received into God's, coven- received into God's family as in covenant baptism, and who have joined our church family by transfer. They have decided to serve the Lord together with us. That's the topic and focus of our sermon this morning. Today, we also celebrate that God continues to bless our our steps of obedience, our first steps of obedience as we follow the vision that God has for us. And so we continue to celebrate that as diverse people come to God to worship together at River Park Church, to serve together at River Park Church, and to love one another as a part of River Park Church, that we gain a wider view of God. This is the series that we've been in for a number of weeks and we're continuing that this morning. Continuing to celebrate that all of us and each of us have a window into the character of God. None of us can see God or know God completely. But all of us can see and know some part of him. And so if we want to know God more, we need to do two things. First, we need to pursue him ourselves. And secondly, we need to pursue God along with diverse people. People who are different from us, different ethnic groups, different genders, different generations, different socioeconomic groups, and different abilities. And of course, that means that we need to have people with different perspectives as well. And so as Canada becomes more diverse, and as the church becomes more diverse, we know that differences can sometimes feel like a threat. We're tempted always to wonder, why don't other people behave as I behave? Or, why don't other people care about the things that I care about that are most important to me? Over this series, Pastor Harrison and I are asking individual members within our congregation three different questions. And if you've been a part of this series, then you know these questions. Which person of the Trinity do you feel most closest to? What characteristics of God are most important to you? And can you share a story of the gospel or the good news in a few sentences? So for those who are interviewed and who have been interviewed, you know that we're not able to say everything that you say or to share everything you say because there's just too much good stuff there. But to those of you who are listening, know that you may not see things the same way. Some might be strange to you or challenging to you, but that's the point. So I invite you as a congregation to ask yourselves, what does this person see about God that I do not see? How can I learn from her or from him? How can I appreciate them and their unique perspective? So this morning, I'm overjoyed to share part of my conversation with Dute Dute that we had last week. He had shared with me that these verses in Joshua that are are our text this morning, these are some of the most important to him in the Bible. And so we're going to read those verses from Joshua first, and then I'll share uh, via video some of his answers to our questions. The story in Joshua begins after God had faithfully led his people to conquer all of their enemies, and after Joshua had faithfully led his people to conquer all their enemies and claim the promised land. God keeps his promises to his people, and then Joshua speaks up and instructs them. He says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, 
Whether the gods of your ancestors, who they served beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord and to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God who himself brought us and our parents out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed these great signs before our eyes. He protected us on the entire journey, our entire journey, and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites, who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord, because he is our God. So far, the reading of God's word. And as those words percolate in your minds and in your hearts, I want to share with you some of Dute's answers uh, and some of his view into the character of God and the good news of the gospel for God's family. So let's watch his answers together. Yeah, the most part of Abba's husband is love. Yeah, I can love because Jesus, when he come, he advised us to love him in every way. He didn't put religion, he didn't put color, he didn't put yeah, nationality or any culture. Yeah, he, he asked us to divide the love among ourselves. Yeah, and to have to humble ourselves without like without putting any restriction, yeah. yeah, among us, mm. yeah. Mm. As a Christian, he showed me like that I should provide, yeah. That when whenever I go and find somebody in a place where we need help, the way I can show my Christianity, the way I can show my, my love, I have to be there. I'll understand them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, in the in that verse say. That love for me and for my house, you know, like I should, uh, I should serve the Lord. Yeah, we should serve the Lord. Yeah, it's the same thing I see as I'm a family, mm-hmm. as a Christian who grew up like in a tough time, especially yeah. in Africa. Until I come, like even for being a Christian, it's not that easy. Like I've been a Christian like, since I was born. Yeah, like love, like the family that I grew in, there's a lot of different like, like, like religion. Mm-hmm. Some of my uncles are Muslim. Yeah, but but the whole we live the same place among ourselves. Yeah, like, like some of them you can find a good thing in a good human yeah. yeah, but why? When I decided to be Christian, yeah, like I saw like a lot of Christian organization around the house and the job they do. Like even somebody can just like leave almost everything. He left from a safe country and then he go to the worst country ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like despite the world, he can wow. go there help people who are. Start with Hungary, and so some people they don't have a hope around, yeah, that they don't have hope. But the Christian, they always there, yeah, they, they will go there, they'll, they'll try to teach people about the love and Christianity, mm-hmm. they'll try to help them, yeah, with the, with, with the situation. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, no matter as a refugee, I experienced something myself, yeah, mm-hmm. as a person, as a person, like I make all of my relationship. The God are the stronger than anybody. Mm-hmm. My relationship with God is the most important thing. Yeah, when whenever I'm down, in, in I come to God and pray. Yeah, now whatever I ask, I ask the Lord. Yeah, whatever I ask, I always find God is right there with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. When, whenever I go through, whenever I go through a good time, and another time, the first that I told you last yeah. I always thank God. Yeah, for the good life I have, for whatever I have, for the good and the bad, yeah, in the world was happy. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful. It's pleasure for this change. Yeah, and I know a lot of them. Some, some of them welcome home. Yeah, and some, some of them, yeah, they, they are very good. Yeah, we, we become like close like and family. Okay. Yeah, in our, in, in our, I would continue that. Yeah, yeah especially for me and my wife and and, and my daughter and son. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wish that I can start work in this church. Yeah, with, whenever the church need some member to come serve or do, do some service, yeah, I will be there because I, I really want to do more. Yeah. Well, yeah, praise God for... I want to apologize for the bad audio quality. I know that was difficult to hear, so I've got to get a better microphone in my office. I want to focus this morning on three simple things. First, Jesus' powerful love. Jesus' perfect love, excuse me. Second, our powerful love. And third, God's powerful pull. Dude shared about the love of Jesus. And the picture he used was this. And I'm going to repeat it because I know the audio is bad. Perfect love looks like this. Someone who can leave almost everything. He left from a safe country, went to a worse country to spread the word. He went there to help people who are starving, hungry. Some people do not have hope. But Christians are always there to teach people about the love of Christianity to help them with their situations. Who does does something like that? Who gives almost everything up? Who leaves a safe country to go to a worse country? Who devotes their lives to feeding the starving and the hungry? To teaching anyone about love, to helping individuals in very difficult situations? If we look inside of ourselves, we might see that we intend to do that, and we might even see, I hope, some, some ways in which we do that. But when we look at our lives and our actions in the past, often we see many ways in which we have not loved fully. We get tired. We are afraid. We focus on our own needs first before considering the needs of others. In fact, we can see from our own experiences and from Scripture that there is only one person who can love so perfectly and so fully, Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus is our only perfect example to follow. The love of Jesus is perfect and all-encompassing. It reaches around the globe and far beyond our imagination. But at the same time, it is personal and self-sacrificial. The love of Jesus fills our spirits and moves us to a response. The love of Jesus is so powerful that Jesus' first disciples could share even a fraction of his love and the world was transformed. So what about us as God's people or as people interested in or hearing about the love of God? What about our examples? Well, Joshua is a living example of the love of God and a powerful one. We see in Joshua's story that he isn't perfect. If you read the whole book of Joshua, you see that he made some mistakes as well. But in the first part of Joshua 24 that we didn't read, Joshua reminds, or God reminds his people of all the ways that he provided for them. And Joshua reminds God's people of all the ways that he, Joshua, provided for them. 
All the ways that he loved them. And then in our text for today, Joshua reminds God's people of the importance of a response. You see, whenever we encounter the love of God, the perfect love of God, we are always compelled to respond. And we always have a choice. Like Joshua said to the Israelites, we certainly can choose to look elsewhere. We can look to the gods of our past or our ancestors. We can look to the gods of the place we live or the focuses of the place we live. There are many places around the world where people worship other gods that have names and idols. But here in North America, people worship other gods as well. And there are shrines built to them. There are places you can go where we worship things like money or so much else. There are always We have a choice whether we will worship God or whether we will ignore him, forsake him, and serve someone else or even just serve ourselves. But we can also choose to serve God. This was for Joshua and for those who stood up here today uh, and for all of you, the choice to serve God is not just a theoretical choice. It's not just standing up at some point and saying, yes, I do. Or yes, we do. Pastor Harrison shared a powerful insight with me, and I want to share it with you about Joshua in this verse. This is what he said. When I read this verse, but for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, I can see how much Joshua loved God. He gave up everything that he could have taken. Joshua was a great leader for the Israelites, like Moses. Joshua was ordained by God. He defeated all of Israel's enemies and conquered the land for his nation. Joshua could have been in a high position with great authority, power, money, almost anything he might want. He could be like a king of kings among his people. Joshua was a leader during the most difficult time, and now peace came. As a result, he could, excuse me, he could enjoy a totally different life after a long war. The Israelites would have supported him without any complaints, if he wanted But Joshua's heart was still only on the Lord. And he gave up everything he could have had. No one would do that if they were in Joshua's position. Congregation, those of you who are professing members at River Park Church or somewhere else, do you remember your profession of faith? We don't publicly stand and profess our faith and then carry on with the rest of our lives as if nothing has changed. If we choose to serve God, then we believe that and we intend that our whole lives will be affected. Our priorities will be changed by him. We'll bring our families and our finances to God. If we choose to serve God, then nothing in our lives will be untouched by his direction and his authority. When other people look at your lives, those of you who have professed your faith, what do they see? Do they see a decision you made one time, a long time ago? Or maybe do they see by your response, by your life, just how much God has blessed you? In other words, how do people see the powerful love of God in you? even when it's imperfect. Among the ethnic communities in our congregation, 
we have different ways of being. People in some of the smaller ethnic communities have a tendency to be quick to point out other people's strengths. Those of us in the major ethnic group in our community are comfortable talking about ourselves, but we're quick to be self-deprecating, aren't we? To just see and say the bad things about ourselves. All of us need to learn to see the perfect love of God in us and the perfect love of God for us. When we do that, we can share God's love with others despite our own imperfections, despite our own shortcomings, despite our own shame. Consider, sisters and brothers, how often you have held back from loving someone else only because of fear and discomfort, only because you thought the love that you had, the skills that you had, weren't enough. And yet God has given his perfect love to you. Jesus is our perfect example. But we all need human, living examples, even imperfect examples to follow as well. We need one another. And those of us who think of ourselves as spiritually mature, we should be the first ones to initiate. This is why public profession of faith is so important. Because it reminds us of our calling as Christians to follow Jesus, to be joined together by Jesus' love. And it also points us to the examples of others. Dude shared about his response to Jesus' love. And it was beautiful to me that whether it was intentional or not, his heart overflowing, into, overflowing in love expressed almost the same words as Joshua. When we show God's perfect love to other people, even in our imperfect world, God exerts a powerful pull in other people's hearts. Joshua says to the Israelites, Choose this day for yourselves whom you will serve, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. As Dut and I talked, we talked, and you heard some of that conversation, we talked about the gods of other religions. We talked about how in the Western world, it's so easy for us to feel that we're free from God. We don't need anyone or anything. We can provide everything we need for ourselves. Dude shared about how others have worked to help the church become a close-knit family and welcomed their family. He shared about enjoying River Park so far and about his thankfulness for our vision. And then he said, I will continue that. Especially me, my wife, my daughter and son. And I wish that I can serve more than this church. Whenever the church needs some member to come serve or do some service, I will be there. Because I really want to do more. In other words, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. To serve God is an awe-inspiring and wonderful thing. It's an invitation and a calling to each of us. And for us as individuals. But it also goes beyond us. God calls us to follow him and serve him to receive his love. And he calls us to follow him and to serve him so that we can serve others with his love, his body, his church, his world. And so when we're serving the Lord, we are always serving others as well. This is why Jesus says to his disciples, by this Everyone will know that you are my disciples 
if you love one another. As we close, I wonder about those of us gathered here, listening in, watching online, who have not made a public promise to serve God. Or maybe you don't even intend to promise to serve God. I wonder if you've caught a glimpse of what it means to serve God today when you see these people up front. Today, when you hear the story of Joshua, just a small part of it. Today, when you gather with your friends who are Christians, with others who have been gathered here. I wonder if your heart is stirred too. Because I think that as God moves closer to us and as we ponder whether we might give ourselves to something and to someone bigger than just ourselves, it's a powerful and exciting thought. It's compelling and and draws us in to want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. To see the perfect love of God lead someone in such a powerful way. We begin to wonder, maybe that could be my story too. The perfect love and the perfect life of Jesus began a snowball effect of love. His perfect love transformed the lives of 11 ordinary people. Jesus' first disciples. Then the love of Jesus in them, even though they weren't perfect, they were imperfect. But the the perfect love of Jesus in them transformed the lives of those others whom they served. 50 or 60 or 100. They traveled the world and served other people. And those people traveled the world and served yet other people. And on and on and on until today. Through their imperfect love, God exerted a powerful pull on people's hearts and lives. Some of us may go great distances in our lives. Literally, some of us travel around the whole world. Others of us may live in the same postal code or the same neighborhood our entire lives. But God calls us to show his perfect love to others by serving him every day, wherever we find ourselves. Congregation, you witnessed these people standing up in front of you right over here and we had to shuffle all kinds of things around and it was beautiful. But I want to remind you for a moment that the people who stood up here were looking back at you. They were looking at you. As people who publicly and newly professed their faith. As children who were baptized. They are looking at you, congregation, to see a living example of Jesus in your life. Of course, you are not perfect. But when our new members look at you, will they see the great love of God? When your neighbors and friends look at you, will they see the great and perfect love of God? As these young children look, uh, grow up in our church and look to you for wisdom and guidance, will they see the great love of God? For you and your powerful love for Jesus. That's the task, the promise, the vows that we have made that we will show one another the love of Jesus. We can speak of serving him today and we do and we have, but our lives will demonstrate how we love and serve him. Our lives of self-sacrifice will inspire others to love and serve God just as Jesus' life and his perfect love continue 
to inspire us today. We have not only the inspiration of Jesus and the perfect example of Jesus to follow, but we also have the Holy Spirit given to us to empower our obedience, to make it obedient or to make it glorifying to God and to empower it, to make it powerful to others. So let's come to our triune God in prayer and we'll continue our worship together. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you for your faithfulness to your people throughout the Old and New Testaments and for faithfully preserving that history so that we could know it and celebrate it today. We thank you, Jesus, for your atoning death on the cross, which paid for our sin, which covered our shame, which bridged the gap that is always there between different peoples and made it possible for us to be reunited with you. To stand before the Father without guilt, without shame, without worry. And to stand together, not based on our own honor, but based on the honor that you have given to each of us and to all of us. Holy Spirit, thank you that the perfect and powerful love of Jesus in us becomes a powerful pull to God, not only for us, but also for others as you do your work in us and through us every day. God, make every day a celebration and a a song of praise to you, whether our mouths are open and we're singing or our heads are down and we're focused on the task ahead of us. Be with us as we follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.